dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source and we are finally in to week one of AFL Finals footy. Welcome, Pez. The the bye definitely puts things in different perspective, Pez. And, you know, I thought last week I was fine. I think I was fine with footy and I'm like, you know what? I like the midday bye, the midweek bye. I like the, the bye before finals. And then Friday night came around and I'm like, what, 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 do I, what do I do on a Friday night? I went to the pub and then as usual, but uh, there was nothing to do. Nothing there, just the, um, what is it, the greyhounds and the, uh, the fake ones that are up I there mean, on I, the I screen. St- I still, still won money as well, yeah. so <laughs> I, I, still, I still went up on the, on, the, on the app. I found something to bet on. I did <laughs> our favourite favorite game, Pez, the you know, mystery live bet where you just type in two l- random letters for sports bet and get a nice little hey, uh, multi We, we promote gamble, uh, gamble responsibly on this podcast, so, <laughs> so you can't be... Uh, I'm not gambling when it's winning. It's a calculated uh, strategy there, Pez. I actually haven't <laughs> lost on the... Um, <laughs> On that, on that game where you just choose random letters yep. and pull up <laughs> sports bet life. But uh, we wouldn't recommend doing that if you're trying no, to build a bankroll and uh, <laughs> build your units. And, and, and speaking of, that's what um, our podcast can be all about, Source. And uh, just a, a quick update because we already did do the recap in last week's show in, the, in the break in the off-season. But um, how are you travelling this year in terms of uh, your units? Up and about, Pez, as always. Up and about. Five straight years of wins, Pez. And uh, I'm doing a little bit classic stalling because I didn't know you were going to throw over to me there, Pez. Maybe you can start things off with uh, telling the viewers about your leading. I was the, trying to, I was trying to finish with a, with a high Oh, okay. Well, I'll start off. Well, I'm at plus 37.25 uh, units, Pez. So if you had a nice little $25 on that one, you're sitting quite nicely there, Pez. Sitting, yeah. uh, what's that, about 700 Sitting beautifully for 23 rounds of AFL footy here got nine games a week so you you figure that out as an average as well you'd be doing all right so I, i'm up 82.36 units for the 2022 unheard season of unheard of unheard of and uh finals week starts but uh it's a bit interesting with finals though pez because you know we we have um you know we don't run a set model we have our different trends that we follow and we we look at um different uh looking for some holes in the market i guess when we look at where the where the bets are and we still do try and do that for finals but for me i find finals uh, a little bit difficult to um to bet to because obviously it's a whole week of planning and sometimes it's a little bit more than a whole week you're you know you've spent the whole year looking at teams have been looking at under their game plans, the strategies, everything's talked up in the media this week. How do you find betting in finals? Yeah, um, I'm I'm much the same in terms of I don't love it, and and the reason I don't love betting on finals, and I can see what you're about to do with the the crack of a can there. Uh, but a reason I dislike it is because I'm a footy fan at heart, and putting punting aside, I'm thinking of. Who do I want for the for the love of the game? Who do I want to get the victory? <laughs> for the love of the game, in what Perry means by that is uh, any, any team that's club. Not, not, not Victorian <laughs> because uh, he believes has this ridiculous... Talk the viewers through your ridiculous theory on this, Pez. Yeah, well, if we're in, in the workplace and you, you, your workplace can go through a turnover and you get new people <laughs> in and most of the time those people are going to be following AFL and if they're following AFL, they're going to be following a, a, a club, a Victorian club. So my theory since I was uh, quite young has been, I don't care who wins a premiership, but if it's not my club, St Kilda, it can be any other interstate club. So just 
packet on me. So 2005, 2006, beautiful. Uh, 2007, for example, I was going for Port Adelaide, who got flogged against Geelong. Yeah, you head on to 2008. What a nightmare. Two Victorian clubs that uh, don't involve your own team. You, you don't want that. So uh, the examples are all there. When Hawthorne were on there, uh, three-peat and then they won the one in 2008. It's no good. It's no good for footy because you got all those arrogant fans. Victoria is a place in September, which is usually up and about. Uh, the CBD, you're up and about. And I don't like arrogant fans, especially arrogant fans that don't follow throughout the season and don't really care about footy until September comes around. Such an interesting uh, theory there, Pez, because I couldn't agree more. I can't stand those arrogant fans that sit there and, you know, rock up in the week of the – got to work and they've got all the colours on there and, you know, so they're still still raving on about the, the footy fans of the – or the, sorry, the footy stars of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Couldn't even mention any of the, the people outside of their, their franchise player. But, you know, for me it goes a little bit different. I, I go away – you know, obviously my team's generally there every year in terms of Geelong, um, so that makes it quite easy for me. But the moment, the moment we go out, I go through my, you know, rivals and the teams that you don't want. So, like, any time Hawthorne's in there, for me, the team I hate the most, probably the Doggies, so I'm never cheering for them, but I don't have to worry about them until the, after the first week. And then sometimes, I, you know, I find it a little bit tough because I go on, okay, well, the team that knocks Geelong out, I sort of want them to win because they'll be like, oh, we lost to the oh, eventual yeah. Premier. I've heard, I've heard that before. But I hate that as a cop-out at the same thing. So, if they're a team that I think is going to be a legit contender, so, like, last year when we lost to Port Adelaide, I wanted Port Adelaide to get absolutely thumped. Yeah, but I've, I've heard people say that before when their team finishes 14th on the ladder <laughs> and they beat the eventual Premier and they're like, well, oh. we beat the grand finals, so we should have been Premiers yeah. this year. Like. So I don't like that theory there, Pez. Uh, but a lot of the time it's just, you know, what uh, as a purist of uh, AFL and the, someone who loves the game, I end up watching all the games anyway. And, so, you know, you're not having a second team because I would never have a second team. I'm Geelong through and through. But there's a team that you like watching and you enjoy watching. You know, you know, this year I've enjoyed watching uh, Gold Coast when they're up and about. And the finals is no different. When a team gets up and about and they sort of – the narrative of finals start to, you know, develop and it gets start to, um, you know, un- unravel in terms of the, the good football being played, you sit there and you're like, you know what, I love watching these boys play and they deserve it. I love watching good football and I hope they win. Yeah, and, and you can do that. And sometimes you can see past the jumper. Yeah. But for some clubs, you can't see past the jumper and, and what it represents. So uh, this week, we're looking at uh, three interstate clubs and we've got a Victorian-Victorian uh, matchup as well. But in terms of it, like my heart says, I'm going for the three interstate clubs, Brisbane to beat Richmond, Sydney to beat Melbourne, uh, the Dockers to beat the Bulldogs. But then when your punting comes into it, and you think about it logically, if I was to bet on a Victorian side, of course I want my money to come back into my account and yeah. I want to I want a profit. So uh, if I do bet on a Victorian side against an interstate side, I'll be going for that, that side that day because I'm just going to benefit myself. I'm going for money as opposed to, to love of the game. Yeah, and that's what the podcast is about, Pez. We are a betting podcast, and we, we talk, we dabble a little bit in the AFL news, and uh, you know the um, unique view that we offer is just two regular blokes who enjoy a punt and are very good at punting, Pez. If we just want to do a bit of fig jam, yeah, there, very very fig good. jam from you. <laughs> but you know, we, we we do give a different sort of insight, and it's it's good to hear that sort of thing. Uh, you know, and, and I think finals footy is is tough betting specifically because you do sort of play a little bit more on your, not heart, but what you enjoy watching. You do try and make that money, Pez, but it's also an unpredictable tangent. Like, so a lot of different styles don't hold up in football as, as finals, as we know. A lot of teams don't perform. There's a lot of anomalies that come into a game, into you, finals that you can't really strategize for. And if you are looking at uh, when these teams met previously in the season, sometimes the, sometimes the coaches, they don't put everything out there. They, they It doesn't matter about the game. They don't need to win those games and they're not actually 
showing their hand because uh, in, in some cases you can play in the in the final eight structure you can play the same team in finals twice if that happens you know lose the first week come back and both make the grand final uh, that can also happen rarely does but it can also happen so coaches are always thinking ahead and it's like a chess match you got to be thinking three four five moves ahead yeah and specifically with finals there Pez, the other thing that's really important is it's your one and done mentality Everything is on the table. All your cards are there. You've got nothing to lose. There's no, you know what? We'll, we'll take a routine loss. We'll go back to the drawing board. Everything is so reactional and because you need to because there are jobs on the line. There's premiership, you know, legacy on the line. And as well as that, Pez, you know, there's a, there's a lot of money involved too when you're thinking about it. So uh, it's, it, that's what makes finals such a, you know, um, breathtaking and, and immersive sort of uh, thing to watch. And it's captivating in terms of the betting because – it can be really, really straightforward. And you go, right, these teams here, clear-cut favourites. But then all your an- analysis, all your trends that you're looking at, Pez, can go right out the, the window. Uh, and as we've seen, you know, you look at some of the grand finals where teams have come from out of nowhere to win it because it's a one day and whoever the best two twenty, best 22 on the day are, yep. uh, get the chocolates. It's not a three-game series, not a five-game series, not a seven-game series, not a 74-game series like the NBL uh, final series either their source NBL um, they're about to start game 64 so we're they, almost there are they really are so two matches elimination final so this is win or go home and a unique thing about the AFL as well they've got two matches there that you lose you don't go home you got a double chance but the, it's so important to win in that first week for Melbourne and Sydney or for Geelong and Collingwood so important to win because you guarantee yourself a home prelim final unless you're the Geelong Cats <laughs> exactly right, Pez. We do get a Victorian final there, Pez. But but it's it's so much to stake at stake, Pez, because you can go from prime setup, one win away from a grand final, two wins away from a you know premiership glory in winning that first week to the real tough road and having to play every week of the finals. You talk about fatigue, you're talking about matchups, and you know it sounds so silly, but so much is at stake by losing that because it can shift whole seasons. We look at Brisbane over the last couple of years. You know they've had a couple of uh, upsets where they've given away and they've gone out and they've straight sets or they've you know look at Geelong where they've got that loss win loss mentality over the last 10 years it can shape um, legacies in finals and, and it can become a mental thing too which you know we haven't even spoken to yet no and uh, it's all about managing your list and managing the players and Geelong have been you know famous for resting players coming into it this is why they're pre-finals buy has come into it with the concussion rule as well. That's probably the only thing I would agree upon with the concussion rule. It gives players an opportunity to come back and play a really important game. But then if they can get concussed in the prelims source, like you can't have a buy after every single uh, finals game. So uh, I, I don't really love it. If you can manage your list and uh, you're lucky enough with injuries, I think you just go through and ride the momentum. I think the teams at the top, that winning this first week source do get a disadvantage because they only play a couple of matches of footy in four weeks. So you want to be primed and you want to be ready. Uh, I heard Jack Viney talking this week and he was saying he was managing his uh, his feet this year. He's, he's ready to go uh, for finals and he, his body's been managed really, really well. So game time percentage and things like that, some of that is out the window because you want your best players on the park and in that final five minutes of a game, you don't want to be stuck on the other side of the ground of the MCG with the ball on the other side and you've got three best players sitting on that sideline. You want them on the field, ready to go, trying to uh, get that victory. Yeah, definitely trying to get that victory, Pez. All right, without, before we get into the betting, Pez, a uh, game that you're most looking forward to, best finals matchup that you're looking forward to, sitting down and enjoying with a few fair, a few well, fevs, I was about to say, a few bevs. <laughs> a few fevs. If, if you're having a few fevs, you definitely would be having a night out, which uh, sounds like you've right. had before, mate. 
Uh, the game I'm most looking forward to is probably the Brisbane Lions and Richmond, a big cutthroat elimination final. We had uh, some big things happen, a big comeback last time at the MCG from the Tigers against the Lions. So uh, interesting to see up at the Gabba with uh, Richmond as favourites, I believe, uh, looking into it earlier. So uh, that game, cutthroat, out, loser, out, winner, has to play either Melbourne or Sydney away. So not ideal. Not ideal at all, Pez. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to probably the Sydney Melbourne one the most. I think uh, you know, seeing if Melbourne can switch that uh, switch as they have the last couple of years when it comes to, to finals time, and everyone keeps talking about this switch. And last week they sort of switched it on, or was it Brisbane uh, not being able to perform? So really looking forward to that Melbourne Sydney that Friday night as well, Pez. That traditional uh, Friday night on the couch, finish work, boom, Melbourne versus Sydney, two big cities. Uh, it's going to be great. I think Sydney have cost themselves here because they had they a great do. opportunity. Yeah, against uh, St Kilda last week in the last game to know exactly what they needed to do and they could have uh, piled on the goals and they could have got that second spot in that home final. You win that one the first week against Melbourne, a home prelim for the Swans would have been uh, beautiful but we, them right we up, do look it? forward to it. All right, Pez, well, let's get straight into our... Or straight into it. We've been talking for 20 minutes but let's get into our... Uh, what are we doing this one? Bet slip intro. There we go. The fact... <laughs> that the size of the bets was relatively small. Now Betts with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want, do you want some as well? And I, I said... Pez, recording early on a Tuesday night uh, because you've got to go away for work means that there aren't a lot of specials out, but there are still some uh, out that you'll uh, get to just after this. Sinu takes a special and goes bang! Uh, have a look at you. have a one week off the bye week. You're a little bit rattled. I wonder if any of the teams will come out and they're a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit shaky. Well, I'm a little bit rattled because I couldn't find the button. Just trying to stall to well, we find out, the button. We went out of routine. Normally I go straight into the bet review, but uh, we, we yeah. weren't able to this that, week. That's already done. So uh, just the, the muscle memory. Muscle memory, exactly right. Muscle memory, no good. Now there are... No good. Uh, <laughs> there are finals. A bit rusty. Specials out. So sports bet. They have the bet returns all week one finals. Three plus league, same game multi. Uh, one refund per match. So you got the four matches this week. Ladbrokes have the three-leg same-game multi if one leg fails on all finals games, and it's available with $2 lines as well. Uh, Neds, they've still kept the 20-plus halftime payout for finals. I'm not sure they would have lost a lot of money on that this year. And the same-game multi bonus back all finals games, which is which is super good, and they've got the $2 lines as well. Now, Bet365, they've got the footy multi-bet offer still. I'm not sure if they've got the 32 points up. I know we've had... Uh, a few listeners tweet in and say, yes, they do, even though it doesn't say it there. But I could not find it, so I'm not going to put it out there if I'm unsure. But if it is there, put it on our Twitter app behind the bound tab. They've got the same game multi AFL final special. They don't have the the three-plus leg at the moment source head-to-head special like they have all season. So there is only four games, though. So maybe they're thinking you can increase the odds with only only those games there. You don't have the dollar tens, the dollar fifteen. So... We'll see how they go. Can't see anything on Moneyball's alternate account there. Blue bet, they've got the 12 points up at halftime special for all finals. The same game multi offer and the footy uh, multi offer as well as they have all season. Uh, our friends, well, not our friends, our enemies at points bet, 12 up at halftime, you win. Now, I did have to mention that because if you do have an opportunity to have a points bet account, and unlike uh, Peasant Source here on Behind the Bound, 
you need to take advantage of that Definitely. because 12 points up at half time uh, and you win. And we love people taking money off points bet as well. Yep. Make sure you bet uh, for us as well because uh, they're a horrible betting company, but great special. So, um, uh, Another one, is it, these are your friends at Bet Nation. Yes. And Bet Nation for Vola. For Vola. The, the best uh, person to get on as a, to, promote, to promote your company. Double your winnings uh, on same game multis. So they've gone a little bit cheeky here, I think, Sauce. Because I agree, yeah. The minimum odds is $3 and you can get a bonus bet back up to $50 um, if you double your winnings. So you put a $50 bonus bet um, on, paying $3, you get $150 in return, but you'd only get the $50 bonus bet and they don't offer anything for losing legs like oh, Ned's so you don't, you don't get the money in actual uh, double your winnings? No, it's a double in bonus bets up oh, to $50. That's not as good, actually. I, I did misheard that the first time you mentioned that before. For every game and first goal scorer advantage. Money back if your selection kicks a goal in the first quarter. So they're trying to get people to pick actually, the I actually forwards. don't mind that one in terms of that's the only time I would sort of look for a first goal scorer in finals because you look if you can get a key forward and you get, you get the team you think is going to get a jump in there, you've got a good opportunity to get the first goal and you know almost what most if of the odds are about 650 but then you're least have some insurance yeah i don't love betting on first goal scorers but it is a is a cheeky bet every now and then if you you want to dabble in a little bit of fun yeah that is a good uh, way to look at it Vince. You, you got any others from your friends over at uh what is it mint bet uh, pickle bet i have oh, uh, pickle not, bet. not friends of the show but uh, i did see this one any team to win by 40 plus points on saturday only so the doggies game and the cats game four bucks not great at all 40 plus okay if you think the dockers can smash the doggies or the oh, doggies oh. can come out the other way and Geelong can take care of the we pies. We think the Cats can get it done, Pez, uh, against the, the no. um, let's say the Hawks. I am a little bit rattled, actually, Pez. I'm a little bit struggling <laughs> with the Tuesday night. I've been a busy day at work. <laughs> no, do they mint bet? Uh, mint bet didn't have anything, no. Oh, well, your, your friends over there aren't doing the job. They didn't know uh, we were recording on the Tuesday then, did they? No, they didn't know. I didn't let them know. Sorry, Pez. Uh just making sure that nothing's come through late uh, in their very functional website, Pez. I can pull it up, no dramas at all, and nothing to report. Oh. Actually, sorry, I tell a lie. They've got the AFL Sport Special, four favourites to win across the weekend, Richmond, Melbourne, Geelong, Frio, 10 bucks maximum bet of $20. So if you think all those teams are going to win, uh, you can you get uh, what's that? 10 bucks on that one, Pez, which, which is quite good odds because if I've just done it here on um, Sports Bet, that gives you odds of... 555. So if you think all the favourites are going to win, that's 10 bucks. But as we spoke before about finals, that's not always uh, what ends up happening. So also I hope your bet slip looks a little bit better than your performance yeah, so far I'm struggling tonight. A, little bit. Uh, a lot of stalling, a lot of uh, going around on this Tuesday night. So let's get into the actual bet slip. There's only four games to talk about. We're going to talk about what we're betting on and why. And if we're steering clear... And why? Yeah, we might also talk about some of the different things that we expect to see from the teams, the trends, and maybe what the teams could possibly do, predictions of who's going to win. Start things off with the Thursday night pairs. Brisbane taking on Richmond at the Gabba. $2.04 to Richmond, $1.81. They are the favourites. The Tigs there. Minus 2.5 is the line over under $178.88 as usual uh, with sports bet pairs. Now, this game's really interesting. As you said, Richmond actually going as favourites, which a home team in a final, generally that gives you a home... Uh, that gives you... A, it means that they've won, that they've finished higher. Two, it normally means that they're the better team. This is a really unusual situation here. Yeah, because Brisbane got the shit kicked out of them by Melbourne the week before and Richmond have been, you know, flying into into finals because they had a disappointing start to the season. That's the reason the odds are like that. But if you do like the home team and you do like Brisbane to get this first win, they haven't performed in finals in recent times, uh, but that's what you can bet on and get some 
a decent value on that over over $2 there for Brisbane. Now, where I'm looking is that under source. You mentioned it at 178 and a half. And uh, looking at that there, if I look at the previous meetings uh, from these clubs source, we've got this year they played in round 20. It's a recent game. It was 201 points total game score, regular season game. The year before, 2021 in round 18, they were about 192. So pretty consistent there. Uh, round 10 from that same season, 2021, they were 102 to 74. So 176. So that would have been under there. And then in 2020, uh, they had finals week one. It was 69 to 59. We know that is possibly the shorter quarters, the 16-minute quarters there, but quite low scoring in a final. And that's where I'm looking to go. Now, I'm not sure on, on all the trends and things like that, but usually in a cutthroat final with team defenses, you know, rising, the, the coaches are putting all cards out to try and stop every single person. I'm looking at the unders in this game. So even with Dustin Martin coming back in and, been spoken about he's going to be playing up forward because he might not be match fit I still don't think there's enough I know there's you know Tom Lynch Jack Rewalt Dustin Martin play up forward Shea Bolton for Richmond you got Danaher you got Charlie Cameron you got um, these other forwards up at Brisbane who can kick a high score and have been known to do that but 177 is too high for me in a cutthroat elimination final at the Gabba I think it'll be tight and contested and uh, around 150 uh, something like that. So I'll put two units on at bet 365. I've gone one point less, 177 and a half, just so I can have that cash out option if I need it. Yeah, love that, Pez. Uh, I totally agree with what you're saying. We discussed this um, a little bit uh, on one of the other shows that we had about how f- it seems to tighten up in finals, and we, we've gone back and done the, the research. You've looked at their last 10 head-to-heads and why Sportsbed and why Neds and all that have had the line so high. I went back the last three years of just Brisbane alone finals and playing some really high-scoring teams in Port Adelaide, Geelong, uh, and Richmond as well, previously back in uh, the first year of the finals that they were there. You know, the, the, the scores for the last three years, 153, 157, 123, 124, 177, 163. You know, the 178 and before that we mentioned, not once has that gone over. I think it's going to be really close to, to the getting under. And I think the game is going to be a lot tighter. Um, I do really like Brisbane in this game. I think Brisbane, um, the uncertainty of the way that they have performed has uh, really made the sports betters and the, and the punters and that really sceptical of, of Brisbane. But they, they match up so much better than Richmond. Richmond, you know, we forget six rounds ago that they lost to North Melbourne. And, and I know that they, they got the shit kicked out of them last week, Melbourne. Uh, sorry, Brisbane, but they were playing the, the you know, premiers from last year. Richmond have been scraping in. And in their last, you know, six or so games take off that North Melbourne game. They sort of limped home against certain teams. They had an easy win against uh, Hawthorne. But realistically in that, you know, they, they, they finished seventh. Uh, they are a team that uh, is definitely, um, I think, on the decline, and we're sort of worrying about the Richmond, pe- uh, the pedagogy. You know, we're not pedagogy says pedigree. Pedigree. I'm really struggling tonight, Fez. Uh, we're, we're worrying about that, but I think if you you take away that, uh, all their ratings have them um, and being the team in form. You know, they they lead the Tigers in tackles, goal accuracy, uh, attempts inside fifty. You know, clearances, contested possessions, uh, and then rating points too, Pez. So you know, when you're looking at their best players. Their top 10 best players for Brisbane definitely outweigh the potential superstars and out-of-form players because they haven't been playing in Dusty Martin uh, for Richmond. So my money's all with Brisbane. I've... um 
I've got two bets pairs. I don't know if that because I couldn't really find much to uh to you bet this weekend. I've gone just fifty to t- two units on the under, one seventy and a half on Neds. So I've gone over to Neds for that extra couple of points, no cash out option, but pretty confident with that one seventy eight and a half. And I've also gone a three-leg same-game multi with Ned's pairs. Um, I'm all over the Lions. I think the Lions are great value at home. They've got a lot more to play for than just elimination pairs because if they fail again for the fourth year in a row in finals, this potentially could blow up. And they, they might need to look at some drastic changes there. And we know sometimes that the first person to go is the head coach. They love Fagan up there. They love him. And maybe they need the change of culture. But I think Brisbane have uh, have a win in them. I've gone them to win the under 178.5 and Brisbane plus 13.5 pairs, 397, three-leg same-game multi, one-leg fails, money back, two units. All right. Uh, all over Brisbane there. Now, genuine probably bounce-back spot if you were looking at uh, bounce back opportunities Brisbane getting flogged Richmond travelling okay to the end of the season and uh, Brisbane playing at home less pressure on them maybe from the media because they're not expected to win being the underdog but uh, we will see what happens and unfolds on Thursday night at the Gabba absolutely huge clash and then it will lead us in source to Melbourne taking on Sydney at the MCG not at the SCG yeah, really looking forward to this game, Pez, as I said. Melbourne coming hot favourites at $1.46. Um, outside of Sydney, the Swans, 273 minus 13.5 is the line, over under 163.5. Pez, this, this is going to be a huge game. The Swans are looking to make up for lost time, you know, remembering their heartbreaking loss last year where they, where they lost from fifth against the Giants by one point. Melbourne looking to defend uh, their, their title and, you know, they're hitting for Everyone keeps saying that they're hitting form at the right time, but we forget two weeks ago that they are limped at home against Carlton who you know eventually did not even make the final so not uh, a great sort of lead into the finals for Melbourne having a, a nice convincing win over a team that's finishing fifth and, and almost losing to a team that finished ninth so this game is going to be very very exciting pairs I expect a, a high scoring uh, for finals a high scoring game and a fast paced final a lot of inexperience in the Swans Melbourne uh, will have most of their premiership players back there. Yeah, Melbourne, I think, are primed. And uh, despite what people say, uh, limping in a few different things, what they did against Brisbane, who are quality, quality lineup in my eyes, I think that they uh, deserve to be favourites here. $1.46, as you said. Uh, the Swans playing at the MCG. I don't love the outfit at the MCG uh, with the you know South Melbourne or Sydney Swans, whatever you call them. I think Melbourne, with their list and their injury list, the players that they'll take into this, are primed and ready to go for a huge, huge final series. you got to remember, they won the Premiership Source. They didn't win it in Victoria. They didn't win it on their home deck. They want their home fans to see another Premiership uh, as much as they probably wanted to win last year's one at Optus Stadium. So sometimes it's very hard to go back-to-back, but I think Melbourne have that extra little bit of uh, confidence, an extra little bit of uh, something about it with their fans to be able to do that. So I'm actually putting my money on Melbourne despite saying I like going with uh, interstate. Uh, what I've done is same game multi at Neds. I've gone alternate line of under 192.5. I can't see the Swans lineup kicking over 192 combined with Melbourne. I think Swans will try and contest that uh, defensive 70 metre out, whatever it might be with the McCartan brothers trying to intercept some marks and, and run down the wing. But Melbourne's pressure has been absolutely elite. I think Melbourne will take away this game. I've put them plus 23.5 as an alternate handicap, but I've also put them at the $2 line of minus 12.5. I really like that. I like them to win by four-plus goals against these Swans, 
and I think they can do it pretty easily on the Friday night. And I've put two units on that one at $2.31 source. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Pez. You know, you talk about the the home final aspect and most people when they go into finals and teams are looking to uh, repeat, you know, the mundane aspect of going through the regular season, they say, that, you know, we, we just want to get back to finals, we just want to get back to finals. And when they get there, and obviously they've got, the, you know, the premiership glory there, but when teams have, you know, been there for a long time and they've, you know, had multiple uh, opportunities at success, sometimes they say it's a little, it gets a little bit stale, you know. We just, we, we just want to get to the grand final and just win our trophy. You're right there, Pez. It's a platform that I hadn't even thought of because realistically, they're doing doing this in front of their home crowd it's a whole new ball game for them they did it you know interstate last time in the hub you know limited sort of you know melbourne dominant fans playing in front of a packed mcg well you know in front of their home fans is a different element that i hadn't actually considered that so that's really good but sydney have had their troubles on the road as well so sydney come into melbourne three and three on the road uh but one of their rare wins actually was during uh this season against melbourne at the mcg where they won by i think it was about 10, 15 points. They controlled the clearances. They were up and about. Nah. And uh, I actually don't mind the Swans in this one, Pez. I am not confident enough to back them in head-to-head, but I don't mind the line there. And I think that um, it, it is a bit of a gamble. And I like what Sydney have done in the lead-up to it. I think that they their list is quite good. They've got that sort of great sort of mix of you know, you know, know, experience and that young blood coming through. I think Melbourne are a little bit shaky, and I've been I've been on this bandwagon for a little bit, Pez. You know, I, I don't believe in the Melbourne. Um, you know that they can just turn it on yet. I just believe that when they all click, they click. So I'm going a three league same game multi with Neds. As I said, not super confident in this one, but uh, <laughs> not selling it, not selling <laughs> at all. But I'm going the over one thirty two and a half pairs. I think it will be uh, well under what we we spoke about before, but I think it will be over that alternate total points. I've gone Sydney plus thirty six and a half, and then I've gone Ned's two dollar lines uh, t- plus twelve and a half, twenty five dollars one unit, two dollars thirty eight pairs, but. I'm really looking forward to this and I think I'm sort of betting a little bit with my heart there because I do want, um, you know, Sydney to, to get up and win them um, because it makes it easier that uh, Melbourne probably will go the week after that and play, uh, who do they play? Brisbane, they play Frio. I like their chance of that and then they'll be on our side of the draw and we can kick them out because uh, we're going to win the first week, Pez. But you want to play Melbourne in the prelim? No, nah, they're not going to make the prelim, but yes, I do. <laughs> I'd rather play them uh, and beat them there than beat them in the grand final. So... I'd much prefer to beat them earlier in the thing than beat them. But they were not oh, wow. about Geelong, Pez. Wow. Um, but I like I, – I, I'm more on the side of I don't believe Melbourne this year is as good of a side as they were because I believe last year they just put it all together and everyone outplayed from their potential. And this year they're playing to their actual potential and they're not as good – as I, uh, as everyone is thinking, them. if we're on the confidence Richter scale, there I'm on uh, D's minus twelve and a half. You're on Swans plus twelve and a half. I'd be giving myself an, a nine for the way I explained it, and then the confidence factor for you down at about a three source. So you just uh, well, ho- when, hoping, the unit, when the units start coming in, Pez, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll see. All right. Speaking of hoping, hoping, Pez, let's get into the Cats taking on Collingwood. A, a 4.35, an unusual time slot, Pez, but uh, the AFL has explained that this is what Geelong has requested because the AFL is unable to give them the home final in Geelong. They're hoping that a 4.35 time slot, Pez, get this, you know, this, is, this is really good. 4.35 will be a prime time for people to travel up the highway to watch their football team at the MCG. 
they've given Geelong members an extra hour and a half of ticket sales before Collingwood's there so that they can actually provide more of a home ground advantage for Geelong fans being their home final. I did not hear that. Yeah, very interesting, isn't it? So the split will still be 90-10, Collingwood-Geelong, but uh, anyway, it was good for Geelong trying there. (laughs) Yeah, I got a ticket, Pez. Interesting, though, our ticket sales went on at 10 o'clock, unable to purchase them until 11.30, stuck in queue. Until the Collingwood Until the Collingwood, yeah, very interesting. I a think. bit of a glitch in the system. Yeah, a little bit of a glitch there. But anyway, Geelong taking on Collingwood. Geelong coming in hot favourites, $1.43. Lowest of the final series pairs. Collingwood, 287 outsiders after their re- quite a remarkable season, Collingwood. And, you know, and what they've been doing and limping home, finishing fourth pairs with, you know, uh, what is it? The ninth best percentage in the league is, is pretty incredible. Yeah, 104.3% uh, with as many wins that they had coming from 17th on the ladder last year. Huge turnaround. New coach into the top four. And this is one of those teams. I can't remember a team in recent history, Source, and you throw one at me on Twitter at Behind the Bound, throw one at me if, I've, if I just can't think. I've gone blank, but I can't think of a team that isn't, in my eyes, a top four team. They... They, we said this the same year that Collingwood ended up making that grand final where they we were like, no, we don't believe in them, don't believe in them, don't believe in them. Did they win it? They did, didn't win it. No, they lost no. to, to the uh, West Coast. But so didn't, didn't believe in them. But they made it <laughs> They were up, up by five goals. They were up by five goals. They should have won. <laughs> no, but but yeah. that's a, it's the same sort of feeling. So 2018, maybe it's just because of my uh, hate for the jumper, but um, I, I don't see them as a threat. I see them losing this week, and that would mean – where did they finish fourth? So they'd have to play at home, either Fremantle or the Western Bulldogs. So you'd say that you'd give them a chance in that, but uh, they're not winning in in the prelim source. And I'll go out and say that now, and I'll take all the slack in the world if, if that does happen. But I think Geelong win quite handsomely here, source. I've gone a, a three-leg same-game multi with Neds. I think uh, they've, they've managed players at the old aged care home, and they'll be fine <laughs> on the bus down to the MCG. Although the supporters aren't all all that up and about, but I don't understand the Geelong supporters thinking that they're going to play finals. They're never going to play big finals at Cadinia Park. Are they going to? They're not going to get the same crowd. And at the AFL is all about making money. Yeah. So if you're playing against Collingwood, you're going at the MCG. If you're playing against Melbourne, you're going to play at the MCG. Richmond, MCG. If you're playing against an interstate side like Fremantle, which we've seen in the past. You can go down to Gidinia Park when you've got your capacity and you've fixed your stadium and things like that, but I don't see it ever changing where Geelong will get big home finals against big Victorian clubs at Cadinia Park. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Pez, and you know my stance on this. I think it would be wonderful if Geelong could host a, a final there, but in terms of AFL being a business and in terms of Geelong and revenue, I, I want the games to be at the MCG because it, not only is it the home of home finals of football, it's where the grand finals played, um, but what I you know what I dislike is obviously the advantage and how it can shift suddenly depending on the supporter base. So you look at the Richmond final a couple of years ago where it was you, you and I were there, Geelong finished you know higher, uh, and it was a Richmond home game basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it will be very similar with the Collingwood aspect thing, Pez. But what I do like is now that commentators and media personnel are starting to talk it more into existence, saying that, you know what, Geelong should have the right to have it. And whether they have the right, whether they have executed, it's a lot of that acknowledgement is is the way. And as you said, eventually, I think it will go down the pathway of against interstate clubs, they'll be able to host it there. But, you know, it'll be the only team in, in, in a sport that doesn't get to use their home grain for finals, which, which is pretty crazy when you think of it like that. 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's pretty crazy. It's strange, but imagine um, going to the NBA and you, you hear Chicago's playing, and they're going, if you play in a small market, you have to go somewhere up. If you play in the grand final, you're an interstate club. Mm. You finish, you finish first. You've you've won all yeah, season. But that, that sort of narrative is around everywhere. Because though. the MCG is the home of finals, and yeah. if it's a home of finals, all big finals are going to be played there. And yeah, but like you if, shouldn't have to justify that just like you know, AFL finals. If I'm, I'm thinking about Geelong, and I'm say on Geelong side, I don't want to play eleven home games at Cadinia Park. Because I do, I, do, I want banks to, eleven wins. No, I want to play some at the MCG. I don't want to go to the MCG for one of the first times in finals. Look what happened to but Brisbane. They still play all. They still play all the. They still play so many teams at MCG slash Marvel as a away away game, and that's what people. That's what the just. That's where it's shifted. The last couple of years, they're like, oh, you play half your games at, at, at you know at the MCG. It's like, yeah, we do, but we're now actually playing them as away games. So we, we still do play a fair chunk of games at the MCG, or not as many at the Kandinia, but you know, Alpha interesting Best. to see if you can finish that off that stadium in the summer. And uh, well, it's only happens. it's only going to fifty fifty thousand anyway, so it's still going to be tiny. Yeah, it's going to be like a Marvel Marvel esque. Yeah, you're not going to play a big final down at Marvel. No, you wouldn't do that, would you? You no. wouldn't, wouldn't do that if you were the Dogs. The Dogs would never host the final there against Collingwood. No, who they who they host the final against? Your mob, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything more. But right, uh, let's get into the, the betting did, aspect. Did I say my, did you I did say, my say your, you said you got a, a um, uh, Geelong's uh, going to win big. Geelong, which I love, winning big. So I've got an alternate handicap plus 19 and a half. I've gone the under, under 165.5 points because I'm, I'm just going this week. The, the narrative that is finals footy, tight, contested, low scoring footy, and Geelong minus 16 and a half at the two dollar line. Uh, one unit on that. It's paying four dollars and eight cents source. So uh, big win for Geelong, but the under in the total game score. Yeah, really like that, Pez. I, I, I'm a Geelong fan, as everyone will know, um, but I'm also a realist. Realist when it comes to this sort of stuff, I'm really worried about this because of the mental side of things. Geelong's uh, previous. Uh, finals and just games after a bye, we really struggle. The last four or five years, we've been lucky to get over four or five points in, in the opening quarter. Geelong's fault there's a bye. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, what is different this year is is one is that, you know, it's Chris Scott in his 11th campaign, you know, finals campaign, Pez, 12th year as a, as a coach, is finally starting to adjust. And that's what I love about uh, his season this year. And I've been his biggest hater. You know that, Pez. But I'm actually liking what they're doing. They've got that great mix of old players and experience who have been able to be rested coming into this. They've played players in different positions. They've been playing players in different positions, Pez. You know, Cameron will be a test with his hammy. But uh, was uh, having breakfast with a bloke on the weekend, Pez, who uh, gave us the, uh, he's playing. Sneaky in, he's definitely playing this week. He loves it, Jeremy Cameron. He's not going to miss out on this. No, he spent the whole week fishing, and uh, that's <laughs> apparently that's all he does, Pez. Uh, he's, he's, he's really good mates with uh, Ryan Griffin from when they were up at the GWS. All he does is fish, and uh, his hammy is uh, looking pretty nicely. So a little bit of an insight there, Pez, which I'm sure everyone's saying he's playing anyway. But what I also <laughs> like is that the youth has been injected into that side, Pez. And not only that, 13 games in a row. This is the most in-form and dominant Geelong side that we've seen in a long time. And every other year that they've been in there, they haven't been the top side and been as dominant as they have been. Their game style is is playing well. They've got the right, um, you know, they've got the right players there. They're playing a team like Collingwood who has, yes, limped in there. But the only reason people are saying that Collingwood will win it is because they're going, well, why can't they? But why can't they win it? You know, they've had nine games where they've you know won one within nine points because their list isn't as good. Because their list isn't as good, they haven't got the finals experience. Geelong are an outfit, and they can't afford to lose this game. They will win this one, Big Pez, and I, I love what you said about it. Uh, cheeky about winning Big Pez because the only reason I put this down is because we had a cheeky 
And uh, you know that uh, I've got to go the Cats. So Geelong, 40-plus. I've gone Tyson. Actually, oh, yeah, winning. Sorry, 40-plus because then it says fixed winning margin 1 to 39. That's terrible. Right, so Cats to win by 40-plus. Tyson Stengel to kick two goals. And Geelong's alternate handicap pairs plus 7.5. Odds of $5.48. And I've uh, whacked a cheeky 10 on that one. Yeah, that's, that's cheeky. I like it. 40 really, plus. Look, look at how that written, that's written, Pez. It's gone the uh, 40 plus and then straight next to it's gone margin 1 to 39. Yeah, that's in the, that's the bet in the Terrible. bracket. Terrible. Come on, make, learn, it learn someone someone make, a, make it easy for someone who's struggling punting, already. You're on a punting podcast. <laughs> then let's get into Saturday night. Uh, what what time is this game? I'm very interested. Yeah, Fremantle it's, it's versus 8-10, the Bulldogs. Eight ten game, Pez. Uh, so it'll be uh, prime time over in uh, at SBS Stadium. Eight ten on the Eastern Seaboard of That's Australia. The one and uh, perfect timing for for me to get to the to the Union there, Pez, and have a couple of froths after Geelong winning big and me collecting my fifty bucks <laughs> <laughs> of my ten dollar bet. But uh, let's get into the Frio Doggies game, Pez. Dollar forty six favourites are the Dockers. Two seventy three outsiders are the Doggies. Minus fourteen and a half is the line. Over under one sixty. Uh, 160 and a half, which is quite low considering what we've seen in the other games. 165, 163, 178. And it sounds like it's only three or four points, but but it's quite a big drop-off, actually. Yeah, uh, it is. But but that's because Fremantle uh, are known for their defensive game style. And uh, over the past few seasons, they've been doing it. And they have been showing a little bit of uh, offense where they've been able to go and kick goals. But usually when it's over in Perth, they, they like to keep it nice and uh, nice and snug in the in the score line and Dude. sometimes it doesn't help them in those games because they they might lose it by 10 points but it's like 70 to 60 so we'll see what happens here the bulldogs like to move the ball they like to get the ball inside 50 and if they can clunk the marks they're able to score you know high enough to beat a fremantle side because fremantle aren't guaranteed a win here at home source because fremantle don't usually kick a, a score high enough at home. So they have to play really good defense against the Doggies and they have to play like they were in the first half of the season. We remember all the people on Twitter who came out and said, oh yeah, Fremantle are contenders for the for the premiership this year. Fremantle are going to finish in the top four. Like It didn't happen. Fremantle were really disappointing in the, in the latter but, end. But that but didn't also happen because of injuries though, Pez. They had a fair few injuries along the way and they had that unstable sort of forward line that they couldn't work out. Yeah, but um, oh, I called it as I saw it at the time. I, I didn't see them as a contender. I still don't see anyone in this game as a contender for a premiership. So fifth versus well, eighth. Well, well, hang on. The, the Bulldogs are sitting eighth though, Pez. Oh. They've limped into finals and they're playing away. Surely, surely they're premiership favourite. Oh, they're not going to be premiership favourite. Well, they uh, be, they've done it before, Pez. They have done it before. Twice now. Twice they've come from, from not the top four to make a grand final. Oh, well, good on them. And uh, if they can do it again, good luck to them. But I've, I've, I've called out three sides here out of eight <laughs> that are not contenders. So you've got Collingwood, you've got Fremantle, and you've got Bulldogs. In Pez's book, cross them all out. This game, I'm steering clear at the moment. I need to see teams. I need to see lineups. I need to see matchups before I put any of my hard-earned on. I think Freeman will try and shut the get, shut the Bulldogs' run down uh, somehow, play behind the ball, and will they be able to score enough? They need to kick accurately and be efficient going inside forward 50. I think Angus Brayshaw is a great matchup in the middle, and I'm interested to see where uh, Tom Liberatore goes because I love watching him for the Bulldogs as well. And uh, if, if the Bulldogs can't, clunk their marks and Jamara Hagen, Aaron Norton can't hold on to those contested marks inside forward 50 because that's what they'll need to kick goals. They're not going to kick a high enough score. So I'm leaning towards Fremantle at the minute, but I need lineups to come out and matchups for me to have a look and put any of my hard earned out. 
Yeah, I love what you're saying here, Pierce, because it is a really tough game to predict. You know, Fremantle have a, a, a couple of headaches at the selection table looking at that forward line. You know, Tabernard hasn't been able to get back into that side. But, you know, he, when you look at their forward line, he's probably the only real forward that I can actually see, you know, taking a game by the scruff of the next. I know Loeb did it the, the other week, Bears, but I don't see him being able to do that consistently. He hasn't been able to do that consistently. So they've got a selection dilemma there. Uh, the Dogs, though, that they have been... Um, there's a reason that they limped into finals. There's a reason that they were worrying on a game to whether they make the eight or not. I think there's something wrong at the Doggies. I've said this all year that I don't believe in the way that they play football. We know that I hate them, and I'll put that I'll put that put that aside for a little bit, Pez. But there's a reason that they they just limped in because they they haven't been good enough all year. And I think that you know they're actually been very lucky in the card that they've drawn in terms of um, Fremantle because they've been hit by injuries. And Fremantle, the way they've played early in the year, should should have been sitting in that top four. Hopefully they can get that all together on the selection table and they come out and thump the, the Bulldogs pairs and I'll put my you know hating Bulldogs hat back on. Cream rises to the top here, you reckon? I think it does. I, th- I think that uh, I think Freeman will get the job done. I- I'm not predicting a, a large victory. I think it'll be about you know ten, fifteen points. Uh, I-, I don't don't mind them covering the line. I think the lines uh, was pretty low, isn't it, Pez? What was it? Uh it was 14 and a half, actually. You know, It'd be I, similar I, I, to the Melbourne I don't line. think they'll cover that line, um, but I think it'll be about a seven, ten-point game. I'm not putting any money down on the game per se, but in my multi-pairs, I have included Fremantle. I think they get the job done uh, pretty easily. All right. I, I didn't mention uh, in my multi, but I don't have head-to-head or anything like that. But I haven't done a cheeky. We've gone through all four matches here, Source. But my bet slip looks pretty clean because I've only got the top half filled out. There's only f- five, five games or four games, but five bets that we can do with the multi. So my multi's here and my multi is cheeky. Cheeky. I've just gone the under narrative. So all, of the, all of the unders. All of the unders Love here. It. Bet 365 with that little bit of a boost. Uh, Brisbane, Richmond under 177.5. So I've doubled up on that bet as well, Sauce, because I've got two units on it in the game. Uh, Geelong Collingwood under 164.5. Melbourne, Sydney under 161.5. And then Fremantle Bulldogs under 148.5. So I'm kind of hoping well, that, real low. I'm kind of hoping that Fremantle, you know, can get the job done and defend against these doggies, or or the doggies are very very inaccurate or something like that. But I've put a cheeky ten on it. It's paying 14.53. Nice piece. So, uh, uh, we'll see how we nice. go with the under the under multi. Yeah, the under the under narrative. I like that little. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't come a staple in Pez's bet slip because it hasn't got enough wordplay on it. So, oh, all right, right. <laughs> yeah, come hey. If I'm struggling, all right, I've got to find a way to put, bring you down with me. I've just gone to two-leg pairs. I had my bonus from uh, two weeks ago, which I had a bit of a conundrum. Well, not a conundrum. I had a bit of a panic attack on uh, the, other, the other morning. I got up and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't put my bet on. I've lost my bet. I lost my bonus bet from the two weeks ago, but it was still there. $50 bonus bet pairs, two legs, Geelong and Fremantle. Uh, I think they get the job done. Nice little odds of $2.04. Uh, nice 102 return there, hopefully. Little Saturday special. The double header back-to-back back in, to back. in the little bonus. Multi. As I told you, pairs, I'll be sitting at the union, a couple of roffies, getting oh. right on it. I, I will speak about your performance because you... I've, str- I've struggled. No, you, you came to the came to the party in the bet slip, uh, talking your bet down in the Melbourne Sydney game, maybe not, but the no, rest I, was of talk, it, I was talking through the you spoke some sense and you, you talked about the what analysis of it. If you if you are not that confident in your bet, I don't know how you're going to get the 
the punters to follow along with you. you I know? don't need them to follow along. I just wanted to, to be very clear that I just don't think that Melbourne is the team that everyone All is paying them to. And I'm sick of hearing this turning the switch. I'm talking about more my sport analysis and making sure that I'm proving a point there. And if I don't put my money where my mouth is, Pez, well, then it's only an opinion. Yep. Well, you f- you flick your switch and then you, you go on and do that. <laughs> it's like you flick your switch. That <laughs> was so aggressive. You flick your switch. It's only Tuesday night. I'll flick the switch of That's my why I'm not ready, Pez. I'm extremely out of routine. Normally, we're doing a Wednesday night for a Friday night, but they've brought back Thursday night footy and then we're recording on a you know Tuesday. Even when you were messaging me about the uh, the Tuesday coming there, I couldn't work you, out what day it was. Wednesday. I still said Wednesday, so I'm, I'm not prepared. Yeah, but we've got to do it. I am, In the mindset. I'm not going to be here, so, so uh, you can't do the pod without without me here. Easily. Um, without you. Well, maybe you <laughs> should still be tried. in the positive. <laughs> maybe you should have tried on the Wednesday. You would be in the positive, and, and it's good to go. So our bet slips will be out at Behind the Bound. We've put the promotions out there that we see at the moment. If you've got any to add, add them to the thread at Behind the Bound. It helps everyone out there on Twitter. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a retweet, uh, see what you can do. Make sure you uh, also do a comment, or not a comment, what's it called? A review, five-star review, pairs on, uh, I can't even talk, <laughs> at Apple and Spotify. It helps all other listeners be able to find us. So if you've got some mates that love uh, a bit of a punt and they love hearing rubbish and me talk dribble, then uh, jump on there, jump the five-star review there and then just talk trash about uh, how, how terrible my bet and performance was tonight. Yep, so if uh, Source has got a two-star performance, I've got a five-star <laughs> performance, just a, average it out to five stars and I'm Pez. Enjoy the first week of finals. Peace I'm, out. I'm still Sauce. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a bet, bet responsibly.